I've been covering and status quo has been reporting before anyone else was covering this, the fact that the primary rigging is already going on. If you recall, several weeks ago, I started sounding the alarm that in New York, which has the third largest amount of pledged delegates up for grabs in the entire Democratic primary, California's number one, uh, California's number one, Texas is number two, and New York is right behind Texas. I think Texas at the moment has 228 pledged delegates up for grabs, and New York has 224. So you don't have to live in New York for this story to matter to you. If you're a progressive, if you want Bernie Sanders, per se, to have a fair shot, this is an important, important story because if they're rigging or trying to rig the New York primary, uh, then they're, then that's going to probably put make it very difficult for Bernie Sanders to win the primary. So, of course, they rig, they rig the primaries in many different ways. They rig the primary in many different ways. They rig the primary, I mean, the media is rigging the primary every day. I mean, I, I tweeted out and did a video earlier, MSNBC should just declare as a super PAC for Elizabeth Warren now. Just don't bother pretending to be objective, you're not. They are propping up Warren, so is CNN. So they rigged the primary that way. But another way they rigged the primary is in New York, if you're unfamiliar, New York ranks 50 out of 50, 50 out of 50 states in how early you need to register as a Democrat to vote in the primary six months later. The primary in New York is going to be in April of next year. The registration for that primary, if you, if you are not a Democrat now and you wanna register, you have 22 days from now to register as a Democrat or you're not gonna be able to vote in that primary. That is blinking red lights, voter suppression. There is no reason on God's green earth that you should have to register six months before a presidential primary. Most people are not paying attention. Most people don't know when the registration deadline is. Most people are not plugged into presidential politics until probably maybe Iowa. I mean, most people are not us. You know, we live and breathe this stuff every day. Most people are just trying to, you know, put food on the table for their kids, work, take their kids to and from soccer practice, whatever it is. Most people are not clued in that October 11th is a deadline. It is suppressive and it is meant to protect the establishment because it suppresses more people from being eligible to vote. It suppresses currently in New York, you might be registered Green Party, you might be registered Working Families Party, you might be unaffiliated, you might be registered as a Republican. And as the campaign progresses, you might be attracted to voting, let's say for Bernie Sanders, let's say even Elizabeth Warren, if you wanna play devil's advocate. But if you don't vote by October, if you don't register by October 11th, you're not gonna be able to do it. So it disenfranchises many, many, many people. So I've been sounding the alarm about this because frankly, a bill passed in June, a bill passed in June that moved the deadline from October to February. October 11th is the deadline. The bill that passed the New York State Assembly, which is the House in New York, and the New York Senate passed in June. So it's just sitting around collecting dust. But I was told today when I reached out to a state lawmaker's office that the governor has, the governor's office has said the governor has not requested the bill yet to be signed. Well, what exactly is this governor, who is a Joe Biden supporter, who has, but other reports came out, he has opened up his entire donors network to Joe Biden, who has called Joe Biden Santa Claus 
who is BFF with Joe Biden. What exactly is the governor waiting for? There's 22 days left. Is he waiting for a bus? Is he waiting for God to come down and tell him it's okay? Is he waiting for his donors to allow him? What is Andrew Cuomo waiting for? There is no reason not to sign this bill unless you want to suppress the vote. The corporate media hasn't been covering the New York primary. And frankly, I don't see many independent media screaming about this. So a bill passed the Senate. Before I get to what Bernie Sanders' campaign has done, I want to remind you uh, that I did an interview a couple weeks ago with a state senator. Here's what he had to say about this. Right, so October 11, as it stands, is the deadline. He still hasn't signed the bill. Um, and we came together and passed this legislation based on the last few years and the last presidential uh, election cycle where thousands of people felt like their 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 voices weren't heard because of this outdated deadlines and, and our outdated uh, voting registration system. So we've not only this, but we looked at a number of different ways to improve that. Um, and instead of embracing every one of those bills, like he's been stalling and, and not not moving and instead what he's doing is going around and 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 talking about uh, consolidating the elections and totally trying to change and own a different narrative um knowing that we're out of session then knowing that like this has nothing to do with the bills that we passed um and and i think you know the reality is like we have a governor who's endorsed who's favoring uh, another candidate for president and i think he's and him and and People who are aligned with them are doing whatever they can um, to favor the outcome toward uh, that candidate, which happens to be in this case, uh, Joe Biden. So that was State Assemblyman Henry Kim a couple weeks ago. I interviewed him because to me, this is blinking red lights, blinking blinking red lights, uh, election rigging. There is no reason. The bill has passed. We're not talking about getting a bill passed. The bill has passed. The bill has passed, and this governor, who is a supporter of Joe Biden, won't sign it because he knows if more people are allowed to vote, if more people are allowed to vote in this primary, it's not going to help Joe Biden, and it's not might not help some other establishment candidates. It might definitely help Bernie Sanders. Suppression 101. So I've been screaming and hollering about this for weeks. I don't want to say... I don't want to say I had anything to do with Bernie's campaign. I, I haven't communicated with Bernie's campaign about this, but it just so happens that after Status Quo was on the beat for weeks about this, I didn't see any other independent networks talking about this. Bernie's campaign is now on offense. Bernie Sanders supporters complained in 2016 that the New York strict New York strict party registration deadline locked many of them out of the presidential primary because state voters must be signed on as Democrats six months before Election Day. Yes, in 2020, Sanders' campaign is determined to avoid a repeat. Sanders' campaign manager, Fai Shakir, sent a letter to the Democratic National Committee on Thursday urging it to demand that New York governor approves legislation to extend the state's voter registration deadline, which is less than a month away. Quote, in 2016, countless voters across the state of New York were disenfranchised by the state's arcane and inexcusable early party affiliation deadline. Countless voters whose first attempt to engage with the Democratic Party saw them turned away, Shakir wrote. 
Sanders performed well among independents in other states in 2016, but he lost the New York primary, which is closed off to voters who are not Democrats, by 16 points to Hillary Clinton, who represented the state in the Senate for eight years. This article left out that tiny little fact that 200,000 voters were purged off of the rolls that were registered as Democrats. We won't mention that. The Sander campaign said that the New York Democratic Party has agreed to a plan allowing any voter who changed their party registration by February 14th, 2020, to vote in the primary. The New York State Legislature passed a bill this summer to let voters switch their party registration by that date, but Cuomo has not signed it. A, tw a top Cuomo aide said that the governor intends to sign the bill into law. The DNC did not immediately, did not immediately respond to requests for comment. Quote, the current deadline to change isn't until October 11th and the bill hasn't been sent to us yet, but we fully intend to sign it as this was something that we and the legislature all agree on, said Cuomo's senior advisor, Rich Azopardi. Shakir called on the DNC to consider appropriate sanctions if Cuomo does not sign the bill. Uh, yeah, that's bullshit. The bill has been sent to the governor. I was told that the governor has not asked for the bill yet. So the state assembly, the state Senate has been trying to get this bill over. I've talked to many people in the know in New York politics. They've been trying to send the bill to this governor. He has not signed it. What is so difficult? It's literally walking the paper over to the governor's mansion, plopping it on his desk, him putting his John Hancock on it. Sorry, I've never worked in politics. It's not more complicated than that. And other bills are not as time sensitive as this one, because this one is a deadline of October 11th, which is 22 days from now. So I'm sorry, but nobody is going to tell me, Andrew Cuomo, if pressure is not going to be put on him, he ain't going to sign that bill because he does not want to give more voters and more currently non-Democrats a chance to vote. And by the way, let's take away all naivete that the DNC does not have a hand in this. The DNC has a hand in this too. This is, again, New York. Why it should matter to you whether you live there or not. New York has the third largest number of pledged delegates up for grabs. So if Bernie Sanders were able to eke out a victory in New York, it's a big deal. Currently, he is seven points down to Joe Biden. Seven points down six months before a primary, damn good. That's the latest poll in New York. I think Biden was at 22, Warren I think was 17, Sanders 15. So Bernie is down seven to Biden and down two to Warren. That's a good position to be in just seven, like six months after the primary. But what's not gonna help Bernie is if this, this deadline kicks in. So I, I got something to say about all this. The bottom line is, where is the, where is the outcry? from progressives, progressives in New York and progressives around the country. You could do the math. There's a lot of delegates up for grabs in New York. And frankly, I'm just keeping it real. If this registration deadline stays October 11th, it's gonna be difficult for Bernie Sanders to win New York. And I'll tell you why. New York is a traditionally more establishment Democrat type of place. Uh, so is, uh, especially uh, New York City. A Lot of wealthy people in New York City in Manhattan in particular. Bernie Sanders did, won every single county in New York other than the New York City. He won upstate, 
He won every county against Hillary Clinton in 2016, other than New York City. But New York City, winning New York City, you're going to win the primary. So for Bernie Sanders to have a chance, that's why his campaign is going on the offense. I'll humbly take a little credit for it because we've been the only one talking about this in the media. Um, I did communicate once with somebody from their campaign. I won't talk about it. Just asking them, are they doing anything about this deadline? Now we know the answer. Campaign manager Fez Shakir sent a letter to the DNC demanding that they, I mean, the governor is not the DNC, so the DNC can't boss him around, but the DNC could penalize New York, take away some of its delegates, take away some of its uh, uh, power. It has 224 delegates. The DNC does have the power to pull away some of those delegates, which takes away power from an individual state if they don't do what's right. People elect the legislature, the assembly, and the, uh, the state senate. They elect these individuals to speak for them. Well, these individuals passed a bill to avoid New York basically being the worst voter suppressor state in the country. Don't get me wrong. Republicans are way worse in terms of voter suppression. But this is voter suppression. There's no reason to have a deadline six months before a primary. Whether it hurts or helps, Bernie Sanders is kind of irrelevant. It is voter suppression. You should want as many people to participate in elections as possible. And the Democrats, they sing a good tune about that nationally. But this is one of the big... Andrew Cuomo is known nationally, and this is the kind of crap he's pulling. So, bottom line, I'm not going to tell you what to do. All I can do is provide the information. 22 days, folks, till October 11th and that registration. If you are currently in New York, a Republican, Green Party, Working Families Party, not affiliate, you have 11 days. I believe for independence, you can register 25 days before. I'm pretty sure of that. If I'm, if I'm wrong, somebody could correct me. Info at statuscoup.com. But from, what I, from the way I read it, independents could register 25 days before. However, everybody else, and there are potentials for Republicans to register to vote for Bernie. There are potential for Green Party to register as Democrat to vote for Bernie. Same thing with Working Families Party. So this is important. I just give you the information. You do what you want with it. But Andrew Cuomo is not going to do the right thing unless Andrew Cuomo feels an inferno right up his behind. I'm not talking violence, but I am talking pressure. So this is a very important story. This is how they rig elections, folks. It's happening right now. Marcus Ely, a reporter for us out of Nevada, he's been covering the campaign, but he's also been covering other important stories. If you follow Status Quo, uh, Marcus over the last few weeks, I think for the last week or two, has been covering a really, really uh, upsetting story. Uh, another case of a black man being murdered by police. We don't have all the facts yet, but we do have the video. I don't know many people who have shown the video. I'm just letting you know if you have kids watching right now or you yourself could get easily upset this video is going to make you really really upset and angry and a lot of other things so i'm just warning you uh i don't know all the facts marcus doesn't know all the facts we just know the police spin uh the police spin well you know what i'm just gonna have marcus i'm just gonna play the video for marcus marcus sets up what happened with uh, how this man, Byron Williams, a 50-year-old black man in Nevada, 
how he was first approached by the police while he was riding his bicycle, by the way. Uh, and then we see the video. Eric Garner was Eric Garner was screaming, I can't breathe, I believe 11 times. We have on video this black man pinned down to the ground. He was screaming, I can't breathe 22 times while on the ground. You will also see in the video a moment where the two police officers, I can't confirm what they were. I don't know if both of them were white. I don't know what the racial makeup was. But while he's saying, I can't breathe 22 times, there's one moment where they pound each other's chest like a that a boy. It's one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. Um, just a note, this is not the full video. There is a point where body cameras were turned off. There were 13 officers on site, according to the family. Um, the police say it was seven. Um, but the family has said that the police have also told them that it was 13 officers on site. And those officers all turned off their body cameras all at the same time, which is very highly suspicious. But we're going to go ahead and we're going to get into the video now. And I got to warn you, this is very graphic, very, very graphic. Um, so let's go ahead and, uh, and get into this here. Now, the first thing I want to let y'all know um, about this video uh, because it's not going to start right away. Um, I want y'all to look in the far left corner outside of uh, the driver's side windshield. You'll notice there's blue and you'll notice there's red reflecting. Those are the police lights. This is the first frame of the video that the police showed in the police press conference. And they said that the man was pulled over for having a tail light out on his bicycle. Which, what? But at the same time, this is the police in America. It's journalistically negligent to take their word for anything that they have purposely edited out of a video. I, I would be shocked and awed if him not having a bike light was why they stopped him. I would be shocked and awed. But also, I want you to note that it's, there's a number in the corner that says T124841. Uh, um, I imagine the T12 means 5 because it is 548. Um, I had to slow-mo and look, but the clock in the corner um, says 548. I had to pause it and look at it at different angles multiple times, but it is definitely 548. And Sunrise is at 615 for this day. Um, so at 615 is when the sun comes up. And there's a discrepancy. The family saw the whole footage and they said that there's like a period of 15 minutes where there's nothing and the light and it comes back on and it's bright out all of a sudden. And that would be because it was sunrise. So that 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 means that from the time the film was cut off to the time when the film comes on and it's bright out, there was a period of about 15 minutes. Get your hand out of there. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Put your hands by your back. Okay. Oh. Give me your other hand. Give oh. me your other hand. Give me your other oh. fucking hand, dude. Oh. 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 
Get cuffs, I got his hands. Get cuffs. Get cuffs. I can't breathe. Yeah, because you're fucking tired of running. Okay, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. 1 BC71, code 4, lift the red, 1 in custody. Uh, units coming to us. We're going to be in the middle of the complex by building K. If you can come around to the east side for us. Did he secure the car? Yeah. <laughs> Unless your window was down. Keep in mind, these officers have left their vehicle a couple blocks away and they're waiting for other units to respond to assist. I called it out another, another area. You did? <laughs> the whole thing? <laughs> Hello. Control 1VC71. To me, negative use of force, the subject complied towards the end of the foot pursuit and got down on the ground. You good? You got pressure on your butt, that's all. No, I'm Get your morning workout in, boys? Yeah, we were sleeping, though. Oh. <laughs> we're all awake now. Oh, my legs. That was two walls. You lost your flashlight too? Yeah, I gotta go. I know where it is though. You'll notice he'll keep his feet together, appear to be trying to cover up something with his feet together. Well, they kick it away as they pull away. See him kicking the substance away. Stand up! Stand up! They got incarcerated. Stand up! You guys want medical? If you don't stand up, we're gonna drag you. The officer asked if they want medical to acknowledge. Twenty-two times. Twenty-two. Two, two. Twenty-two times. This man told you I can't breathe. And you can't get off of him? You can't get off this man's body while he's telling you he can't breathe? Oh, you're going to take a rest on him. And I know what some of y'all going to say. Oh, you're clearly biased. You you feel some type of way about the police, and that's a problem. No, I feel some way about the facts. And the facts do upset me. The facts are that, again, another person is gone because of, at the very least, police negligence. So, great reporting by Marcus. And honestly, I love how angry he got. I don't really know why you would report that any differently. If you are, a, if you want to stand as a neutral robot reporter and just breathlessly report what the police tell you, uh, you're part of the problem. So I think Marcus uh, put a lot of things out there 
we don't know all the facts. All we have is the spin the police gave out. But let's, for argument's sake, let's, for argument's sake, say that, okay, the police pulled him over because he had a broken taillight on his bike, and that's a safety precaution because a car might not see him or whatever. Okay, let's say, let's say that's why they pulled him over. I don't know if that's why they pulled him over. That's what they're saying is the reason, but let's say that's true for a minute. Let's say that when he was pulled over, he drove away, which frankly, I'm not a black man, but I've spoken with enough to know, is often the response. They are afraid of the police, with good reason. Or let's say he rode away because he has charges or, or something like that. Let's say all that were true. When the police got to him, they pinned him onto the ground. Marcus and I both went through that video. 22 times he said, I can't breathe. But there's also, when he's not saying, I can't breathe, there is noticeable groaning that this man is making. He is groaning because he's in pain. I don't know the autopsy yet. I don't believe Marcus. I don't, I don't know if they've released the autopsy. I don't believe they have. But when he's not saying, I can't breathe, if you listen close enough, and we're going to post this, we're going to post the video tomorrow. If you listen close enough, he's noticeably groaning because he's in pain. And one of the sickest parts of that video, other than the I can't breathe 22 times, which is sick enough, these two cops, I can't confirm yet. I, I don't know for sure. I don't know if Marcus knows for sure either whether they were two white cops because there were many cops involved. But I, I saw two on the video. About 14 or 15 I can't breathes in. Or was it 10? I don't remember. They're pounding each other. And one giggles. While this man is on the ground either groaning in pain or saying, I can't breathe. They're having a party. Oh, great job. Be happy with yourself. We, we just took down a guy on his bicycle and he's sitting here screaming, I can't breathe. Noticeably. Not a, not a, not a care in the world. We're having a good time here. Listen, I'm not a black man in America. I can't feel what Marcus feels. But what I can tell you, they're going to get away with this, just like they got away with countless others. If more people aren't exposed to what is happening. If more people don't see that video. Marcus could correct me if I'm wrong. As far as I know, that video, the police presented the video. I haven't seen any national outlets report that video with the count 22 times. And if you want to know a little behind the scenes, Marcus and I went through the video several times because I wanted to get the count right. And it's hard to get the count right because some of the times he's saying it, He's kind of mumbling it because he's in so much pain. We don't know for sure yet what happened. For all we know, he went into cardiac arrest. For all we know, he had cracked ribs. For all we know, something happened from the way they tackled him down that put him in that distress. A 50-year-old man riding on his bicycle, broken taillight, and he's dead after screaming, I can't breathe 22 times. What are the police going to say? What was the threat to the police? that made them treat this person as if he was a, a creature that you stomp on. 
You know, you see a bug or something like that. You, you stomped on it. That's how they treated this man. Uh, I want to get to one more thing because, frankly, I don't think it's going to get a lot of coverage in the corporate media. But to me, pretty damn historic. Listen, I ain't going to sugarcoat it, folks. The polls right now show Elizabeth Warren is surging. I've gotten some of you being angry at me to say that, but I'm not going to, like, twist reality. She is moving up. Uh, a lot of the polls have her in second. I think some of those polls are kind of bullshit. The NBC poll that just came out, uh, the NBC poll that just came out literally showed it was 500 people. And the majority of people they surveyed was landline phones. So that's, that's part of why Warren was beating Bernie by 11 points. If you're only doing landlines, not a lot of young people have landlines, and the overall sample is 500 people, yeah, you're gonna have uh, someone like Elizabeth Warren doing very well. Other polls have showed it closer. There was a Fox News poll that came out with Bernie in second place. And of course, I posted a video earlier today, MSNBC literally, literally said, ah, I'm just dismissing this poll. I find the NBC one more interesting. This is what they're saying. This is what they're saying. Watch that video. It's insane. And Morning Joe literally just said, ah, I'm dismissing this poll. I find the other one that's better for Warren. I find that one more interesting. This is propaganda 101. It's like MSNBC is a super PAC. And I promise you, you're probably not going to hear them report a pretty damn impressive thing. Bernie Sanders' presidential campaign on Thursday announced it has received contributions from more than one million individual donors, making Sanders the fastest candidate in history to reach the milestone. With one million contributors, this is the only Democratic campaign that has more supporters than Donald Trump. Our strength is in numbers, and that is why Bernie Sanders is the only candidate who's able to say his campaign will rely only on grassroots funding in both the primary and against Donald Trump. Listen, folks, the bottom line is she wasn't asked about this during the debate because the moderators are there to prop her up. She wasn't asked about this after the debate when CNN gave her a little love fest. She's not asked about this at any campaign rallies. And by the way, during the interview, I interviewed a candidate for our camera person position one of the things I said is I want to go cover Warren on the road because, frankly, I think some of her supporters, God bless them, need to have some more challenging questions asked to them. I'm not saying I'm going to beat them over the head, but they need to be challenged a little bit. Like, why her over Bernie Sanders? I, I, I genuinely want to know. And I li I'd like to challenge those perceptions just like I challenged Hillary Clinton voters. Again, I don't think Warren is Hillary Clinton. I don't think she's as bad as Hillary Clinton. Some of you do. I don't think she's as bad as Joe Biden. Some of you do. I definitely think she's better than Donald Trump. If you don't like it, tough. That's what I believe. But the media has been propping her up, but nobody asks her, well, you're standing there ranting and raving about corruption, but you're saying, well, in the primary, I'm against corruption, but in the general, well, you know, got to do business, got to compete with Donald Trump. So yeah, I'll take the money. I'll take big bank money. I'll take big oil money. I'll take big pharma money. I'll take big real estate money. Well, if you're already making these little, you know, philosophical, uh, ethical trade-offs to get elected, we're supposed to believe you're not going to do that as president? You're either against corruption or you're not. You're either against money suffocating our politics or you're not. And by the way, I don't understand her strategy because if you became the Democratic nominee, you're not going to have to go beg rich people for money. You're going to have 
if you do it the right way, if you became the nominee the right way, you're going to have a small dollar tsunami around you to beat Donald Trump. You don't need the wealthy's money. And go ask President Hillary Clinton how the money worked out for her. She outspent and outraised Donald Trump two to one. Pretty damn impressive. Bernie Sanders launched this campaign at the end of February. March, April, May, June, July, August. In six months, he has gotten individual donations from one million people. That is the fastest anyone has gotten to one million donors in history. You think maybe that should be mentioned on CNN? You think maybe that should be mentioned by, I don't know, New York Times, Washington Post? You think maybe, maybe they should go interview some of those donors? Why do you keep donating? Because a lot of those donors are repeat customers. A lot of those donors, I think the Sanders campaign has set it up where you're just subscribed every month and the money's taken out. I bet you if it was Elizabeth Warren or Joe Biden or Joe Biden's politically dead carcass, oh, they'd be all over it. So bottom line, listen, I ain't going to sugarcoat it. I think, I think Elizabeth Warren is moving up. Frankly, if we're keeping a real, at this point, she's had tens of millions of dollars of free advertising. They have propped her up on CNN. They have propped her up on MSNBC, adoring coverage from the New York Times, adoring coverage from the Washington Post, Associated Press. I have a plan. Yeah, a lot of your plans are recycled Bernie plans. Let's just be honest, okay? And frankly, listen, a lot of you don't like when I say this, but I just keep it real. I'm not going to placate my audience. I'm always going to be honest. If she became the nominee, which at this point I don't see happening, I personally would vote for her. I don't think she's Hillary Clinton. And frankly, at this point, I, I'm not ready. I'm not prepared for another four years of Donald Trump. I don't think our planet could take us, take it, based on what he's doing to the environment. But I don't think she's going to be the nominee, and I'll tell you why. I think I don't think she's authentic. I don't think she means what she says. I'm going to cover tomorrow more of her hemming and hawing on Medicare for all. I don't have trust that she is going to become, if she became president, is going to fight for Medicare for all. I think this is another Barack Obama uh, fights for, you know, I'm public option, public option, becomes president. Ah, well, we'll just do a Republican health care plan. 